from today's responsorial psalm. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Christianity is a relationship with a person, Jesus, who has a voice. Now the disciples were privileged to hear his voice in a particular way 2,000 years ago. Today, we too can hear his voice in a deeply personal way. When might that be? Whenever we hear the scriptures proclaimed at the Mass, whenever we read, whenever we pray with scripture, Yeah, a lot of people, you know, over the years have asked me, you know, how did you become a priest? Did God speak to you? Uh, and my response is yes, but maybe not in the way that you're thinking. So it was during a young adult retreat uh, many years ago. Uh, and during the retreat, there was um, a time of group prayer. And during that prayer session, um, there was a time for quiet prayer. And yeah, it was totally unexpected, but I heard very clearly our Lord speaking to me in a personal way, inviting me. And he said, Leo, feed my sheep. Yeah, it was unmistakable. So uh, sometime after that, when I finally uh, gathered up the courage to take discernment seriously, uh, yeah, I spent, again, some time in quiet prayer uh, in a chapel in the presence of the Blessed Sacrament. And I heard him another time speak to me very clearly his voice do not be afraid it's so important to to know scripture to know what jesus actually said right we can also hear the voice of jesus in our conscience especially when it's well-formed in light of the teachings of Jesus and his church. We can also hear his voice in good spiritual friends, in those who comfort and challenge us and keep calling us to the greater good and encourage us when we fall. How is God speaking to us today? Uh, Let's take a closer look at today's gospel. Let's take a closer listen to his voice. It's interesting to note that the man with the unclean spirit speaks out precisely after hearing Jesus teach in the synagogue. Have you come to destroy us, he says, You know, whenever anyone encounters Jesus and his teachings, his ways, a decisive decision is necessary. 
The unclean or evil spirit recognizes Jesus for who he is, the Messiah, the Holy One of God, and knows that a change, a conversion must occur. Namely, to come out of the man and no longer possess him. Does this scenario have anything to do with us today? Well, it depends. Am I possessed by anything? Is there any part of my life that I haven't given over completely to the Lord? Do I have a possession that possesses me? It happened to me. So after college, I got a job and I saved up some money enough to put a down payment and finance a car. It was my first car. And yeah, I think I was spending uh, in proportion to my income my salary, like around 40, 50% into the car. A- anybody who, who knows anything, I think, about finances and budgets, they'll, they'll say that's way too much, right? But, you know, I wanted that status symbol associated with a BMW so bad. And not only that, I kept my car, my baby, so clean, so spotless, so immaculate. I wouldn't even take it to the car wash because I had done some research and it said that the brushes uh, would cause like micro scratches. So I painstakingly, you know, used um, some special soft material to, to wash my, my car by hand. Yeah, my car became part of my identity. How foolish, how sad. My conversion later on, it involved letting go of materialism and a false sense of identity. Earlier this week, I had mass with the second graders from our school, and this was my main point, like our identity in Christ. Who am I? a beloved child of God. That's primary. Everything else is secondary. There are some who think this way. I think, actually, I think a lot of people, including some people who are close to me. If I let Christ enter fully into my life, if I totally open up to him, I'm afraid that he might take something away from me. If I give my yes to God, I risk losing the nice things life has to offer. I risk losing my freedom. Do you know anyone who thinks that way? Now please allow me to paraphrase Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI in response to this way of thinking. If we let Christ into our lives, we lose nothing. Only in friendship with Christ are the doors of life wide opened. 
only in friendship with Christ is the great potential of human existence truly revealed. Only in this friendship do we experience true beauty and liberation. Do not be afraid of Christ. He takes nothing away and he gives you everything. When we give ourselves to him, we receive a hundredfold in return. Yes, open wide the doors to Christ and you will find true life. Amen? Friends, at every encounter with Christ, including this Mass, our Lord wills for us to be changed. A conversion is an ongoing and active process. Through the grace of this Eucharist, is there a part of me that is not totally for him that I could let go of? Can I draw closer to God? Is there room for me to grow in charity and holiness? The answer is yes. There's a final point. Notice in today's gospel accounts, all were amazed, and rightfully so. The people witnessed something miraculous right before their eyes. I ask again, does this scenario have anything to do with us today? Is there something amazing taking place during this Mass? The answer is yes. The miracle of bread and wine to be transformed into the body and blood of Christ. Do we find that amazing? Are we astounded by that? Or have we grown so used to and comfortable with that transformation that automatically over time we become bored with it? Bored, disinterested. It's the opposite of amazed. Brothers and sisters, let us open our ears to the, word, to the words of Jesus today. This is my body. This is my blood. And be changed. Let us receive him in Holy Communion with great love and devotion and become transformed.